Anthony and I here from Caliber Real Estate Group and the newly named podcast, Real in the Field. This is episode two, and on today's episode, Joe and I are going to be sitting down discussing the NFL, including the divisional championship games, as well as Super Bowl predictions. We'll get into a fun game of overrated, underrated, and cap it off with some real estate talk. So sit back, enjoy this episode. If you like what you hear, subscribe, leave a comment below, and enjoy the podcast. All right, Anthony Denaya and Joe Mitchell here with the Real in the Field podcast. We got a name. We figured it out. We do. Came First episode, we told the story of what we wanted to name. Yeah. We wanted to go uh, Beers with Dad, and that was obviously taken. Taken, yeah. And so we racked our brains a little bit and uh, collaborated. Yeah. And we came up with Real in the Field. So this one makes sense. Uh, You've got... Uh, real, obviously, real estate, realty, Anaya, Anthony Anaya in the real estate game. And you got in the field, <laughs> Joe Mitchell, the defensive coordinator of El Medina football. Just made sense. Kind of rolls off your tongue, kind of. It's perfect. Perfect. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. So we're here, episode two. Um, episode two. Want to give a shout out yeah. to an old friend of ours. Yeah. Uh, CJ. Mm. CJ watched uh, episode one, left us a comment. So Dude, CJ. CJ and I used to have a handshake. Oh, yeah? And only he will know what that means. Oh, I'm just going nice. to leave it at that. Very That's nice. a shout out to CJ. <laughs> Appreciate the support. Yeah. CJ and I were in uh, Miss Herda's class. And, uh, yeah, CJ would go out, smoke smoke a couple dogs, <laughs> a couple cigs after <laughs> at the break. Ah, salt of the earth, that guy. Yeah. No, All yeah. right. So episode one got... Uh, Crazy amount of attention. I think it was like 1 billion views. Yeah. Uh, yep. 1 billion streams. It was yep. the fastest growing podcast yeah. on earth ever in the history of podcasts. Joe Rogan talked about us. Oh, dude. Yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, I think yeah. he's afraid. <laughs> We're coming after his numbers. Uh, but here we are, episode two. Uh, what do we got for today? Uh, we need a recap on our predictions. Okay. So we had the 49er game uh, with the Schmeagles. And then yeah. we have the Bengals and Chiefs. So we need to recap. I believe you picked um, uh, the Niners. My, yeah. You picked well, the Niners. Picked the Niners, but Your heart my heart wanted. was with uh, the Schmeagles. Yeah. And I am happy to say that my heart won. The yeah. heart won. Eagles, Schmeagles came out on top. It was a bloodbath. You don't want to see a game... Uh, just go down that road. You don't want to see it was a player get injured, bad. and that's kind of become the you know the the reason why the 49ers lost that yeah. game. Yeah, those of you that didn't see it, first of all, the Niners were on third string quarterback. I, at the end of it, I think Christian McCaffrey was about to go in, yeah, running back, and uh, yeah, that was their last. <laughs> their so last episode resort. one, episode one, we talked about Brock Purdy. Yeah. He's got the chip on the shoulder. Guy's yeah. rolling. He's doing great, dude. Couple minutes into the game, elbow injury. They bring in a backup. So yeah. now you're looking at number four. Yeah. Okay. On the depth chart. Yeah. The dude had been in the league for 13 years. Yeah. Never like really played a down or a significant down. Yeah. And goes in, gets a concussion. Yeah. Since we talked about CTE, oh, dude, gets a concussion. Yeah. <laughs> Hope he didn't play he, Junior All American. <laughs> then he's out. 
oh my gosh and that game got it got ugly it got quick ugly. Yeah. yeah you could just kind of you get a sense of the game like as it's going on you get a sense of what's happening and you get you know you just kind of feel there's like a an at like a temperature there's like an Oof. atmosphere of like what is going on and you can just kind of sense that this game was just gonna not so gonna good get yeah get away from the niners and you know, it's it's a shame, you know, all those, uh, again, like one of the best defenses to see that team go out that way, to see them uh, go out, with, you know, just pretty much like on a technicality. They lost their quarterback, and it's uh, it's not the way that you want to see a team go out, especially at that level, at that point, when they've played an entire season, gotten to that level, which is sure. difficult. I mean, so difficult to get to that level and then fizzle out like that all because of an injury. I yeah. mean, it's just tough to see. But, uh, I mean, Schmeagles came in, did what they were supposed to do. They look good. Uh, Jalen played well. Uh, Their defense played. I mean, they they didn't have to worry about the pass or anything like that. You just stacked the box and just stopped the run. And at that point. They were getting after it. They were were flying around. They were playing uh, with no worries. You know, just getting, just flying the ball. Like, they looked good. So, they beat them up. And then... The Bengals and Chiefs game. Oh, Bengals and Chiefs, dude! It was a—I mean, it was a good, entertaining game. It was a—it yeah. was a tight game. Okay, it was what you, you want. Did you expect Mahomes to play as well as he did? No, because we I talked didn't. about it. Yeah, and I did not think. Well, I kind of said he would be a shadow of himself, but yeah, the shadow of Mahomes is still really good. Yeah, but dude, he played—he played, <laughs> he played he really well. I mean, the guy, you, you wouldn't have thought that he had any injury or any, you know, tightness at all in his ankle or anything. The guy just, like, balled out. I mean, he is just a prolific player. When you see, like, what he can do, we can, what he can do with his feet, you know, how he can just uh, get outside of the pocket. And, you know, you, once, you, once he's out there, I mean, you, was he, run, run the ball, pass the ball, Oof. like, whatever you want to yeah. do. It's like he's got the option to do it. Uh, and yeah, he just played well. Uh, it was a tight game all throughout, and it was gosh, such a bummer to see the way that Did your came. heartbreak for Joe Burrow. It was, I mean, yeah, heartbroken for the entire team. Uh, it was, uh, <laughs> it was just so horrible. You never like as a football fan, you do not want to see games end that way. Correct. Again, on a technicality, technicality. Yeah. You you know you you look. Let's call it what it is. It was a for sure, it was a penalty. You're not. No one's going to tell, like, say that that wasn't a penalty. He was clearly out of bounds. Yeah. It, Those of you that haven't seen it, watch the highlight. Watch the highlight. Patrick video. Mahomes. I think he flopped a little bit. Uh, maybe, but his feet were out of out bounds. Out. Yes. His feet were out of bounds. At that point, uh, you know, and it, it kind of breaks my heart to say it because you don't, you know, I would want the referees to kind of, you know, I wish there was a kind of uh, a. All right, understand the situation. Understand the severity of this penalty. Of course, it's not going to be that way. You got to call, you know, you got to right, call, call it how it down is. The line, yeah. No, you know, no bias on whatever oh, you're going to make. You call it how it is. It's a ho- if it's a holding, it's a holding. If it's a pass interference, it's a pass interference. And, you know, the game and where it's at shouldn't dictate like how you're going to call the game. Sure. But man, to see the game end <laughs> that way. Like that. It yeah. is a. It was just such a. It was such a bummer. It just went out on a, again on a fizzle, fizzled out. You know what I mean? Like just to see, uh, you know, just see those teams battling it out. And who knows what have what would have happened if Patrick Mahomes get out of gets out of bounds, 
you know, has to do has to run no pen, play. Yeah, no penalty. You know, uh, there was still some a uh, little bit of time on the clock. Maybe runs, you know, when they run a little out route, something to pick up the yards that they needed anyway. But that's part of why we watch the game is yeah. because we want to see when players are in positions to do that, whether or not they're going to do it. That's what makes it entertaining. What's not entertaining is uh, technicality, penalty, and here we go. They line up for a field goal, and the guy just you know knocks it through the uprights. Oh, he drilled and that's it, yeah. It. Game drilled over. It. You know, yeah. Uh, but dude, just seeing Joe Burrow. Have you seen all the TikToks about all the gals? First of all, Joe Joe Burrow's a heartthrob. Oh, just a dreamboat. Dreamboat, yeah. And He's got the, the smile brighter than a thousand <laughs> suns. <laughs> There's all these gals. I saw this this bit, and all these girls were just like. Oh my God, Joe Burrow! They're just freaking out over Joe oh, Burrow. Yeah. And if I had TikTok, I'd probably do the same thing because <laughs> yeah. my I just feel bad for the guy because yeah. usually a quarterback will play bad. Yeah. Or he will do something to lose the game or whatever. Yeah. Dude, he didn't play bad. No, not at all. The offensive line got exposed. Yeah. Which yeah. was, you know, not surprising, but. Gosh, he didn't play bad. I feel really bad for the kid who committed the penalty. God, and you saw him on the dude. Sideline he's like twenty. Broken up. He's like 24, 20, Like yeah, dude. He's like a kid. Yeah, like that's weird to talk. That's weird to say. Like a kid I know, right? Twenty four. We're, <laughs> we're sitting here. Yeah. Anyways, but the but, guy was broken up. Oh, I mean, you gosh. see him on the sideline, just like you know, in tears, like couldn't even uh, couldn't an, even look at an anybody. Effort play. Yeah. But dude, you you have to have some awareness, yeah, of what the heck is going on. It's tough, and I know, it's and like I know, split, it's it's hard. It's second, hard, right? but for yeah. sure, it's hard. I mean, I think obviously, if he can go back, he would, you know, redo that. Uh, he would redo that play. But how do you, in that moment, you know, have the kind of wherewithal to see what is happening, see where Patrick Mahomes is? I mean, you're talking about a split millisecond between inbounds and out of bounds, and. You know, think about this. If Patrick Mahomes cuts it up field and you haven't done your job and gotten him out of bounds, like now we're having a different discussion, how you whiffed on a block or you you let up. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's a split-second decision, and but yes, you're right. You do have to have some where yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I'm going to say this. That dude has probably played over a couple hundred games in his life. Oh, easily. Right? And you're a pro. You're a professional. You are being paid, yeah. but he's a human. He's a human, man. And he made a mistake. Error. Yeah. Right. Did you see his teammate freak out on him? No. Oh my gosh! One of the one of the dudes like freaked out and was like, "Oh man, this is my last year. Oh, How could you hit him?" And just went off on him and like yeah. just felt so bad for the dude. Hey, and shame on uh, that game was on what NBC? Uh, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was on NBC. Yeah. They showed that dude crying. Oh, dude, they didn't let up. Oh my gosh, dude. I, I did teary eyed. Oh my like, gosh, like, dude, show Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey and like show other people, dude. And they yeah. just kept panning back to the oh, dude man. crying on the bench. And like, dude, we all know the dude. Yeah, messed up. Guy messed up. Cut the dude's Golly, poor dude. Yeah, salt on the wound. Just yeah. like camera stayed on him, and and you know, I think he knew that the cameras were on him. You know, I'm sure yeah. he felt it and just was like, I can't show my face. You know, that's one of the reasons why he was just burying his his face in his jersey and was just like, you know, I made a mistake, and now he's just you know he's 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 just heartbroken about it. But 
hey man that's that's the nfl i guess you know it's like you know anything can happen and that's why we watch these games you don't like to see it go out on a fizzle like that and uh, uh you know a part of me was kind of uh you know rooting somewhat for a missed field goal just to kind of you know give him an opportunity there's part of me that was just like you know what let's just definitely get the let's just kind of bring it back let's shake the etch sketch and let's get it back to like yeah. where we were at tie game baby let's go tie game let's kind of do it over again yeah but you know not the case kansas city dude i'm, I'm gonna give a that. shout out to that dude's he had a handful of teammates that went and consulted him yeah when he was on the ground yeah or um on the bench yeah and then in the locker room yeah the reporters were just yeah. giving him the business like <laughs> it was like gosh but one of the teammates stood by him yeah and was like hey man that's enough yeah like or hey man ask a different question or there were a lot of plays that led up to that yeah and so that made me feel good of like there's still that camaraderie there's still that yeah we're in this yeah. together it's your brother yeah yeah somebody you know you you and there's hundreds of plays yeah. during that game make a difference whatever not make a oh, difference yeah. and it always gets it do, it just gets highlighted because but that's the last it comes, one yeah it comes down to that that's what people yeah. remember that's what people are yeah. going to see you know people don't see a missed tackle a misalignment you know misplay yep. Uh, they don't see any of that. All they see and what they know is this person was the direct, there's a direct line between this guy's action and the outcome of that game. Yeah. You can draw a straight line from that. Oh. That penalty, oh. Oh. there's Poor a straight guy, line yeah. from that penalty and that field goal that got kicked and ultimately what you know lost them the game. But I like Joe Burrow's interview at the end. He just kind of said, you know what, We're, we'll learn from it, we'll be back, and we'll, yeah. we'll move on. It's yeah. pretty, I mean, it was a mature mature answer oh dude he, so I, yeah i liked it the guy he's yeah he he's been i mean he just seems like he's just got yeah. salt of the earth salt of the earth he's <laughs> got it together okay so moving on we have the super bowl now super bowl so yeah. you got the schmeagles you got the chiefs yep um they've they're gonna have two weeks this will probably air before yeah the super bowl be before yeah so prediction time it's in Arizona, correct? Yes, yep. in Arizona. Beautiful stadium, by the way. Glendale. Uh, in Glendale, yeah. Great stadium, retractable retractable field. Yeah. Yeah, one of the... Natural like, grass, uh, correct? It is, yeah. I mean, you a lot of players... It, bring I it mean, back in. Yeah, kind of, you know, going back to last episode when we were talking about CTE um, and, and injuries, you know, feel like artificial turf, everyone... I mean, a lot of people are big. They're vocal about how... Uh, the field kind of messes with, you yeah, know, messes with ligaments, messes with some. Dude, uh, a lot of the NFL guys like hate certain fields. Yeah, they yeah. don't like going to uh, what's the one in New York, MetLife Stadium. Oh, MetLife, they yeah. hate it. Yeah, well, yeah. Arizona because it is they retract the that uh, field throughout the week, water it, let some sun get on it, grow some natural grass, roll it in game day, and dude, it's, it's beautiful. Oh, it's a, it's, it's beautiful. And and from what you know, I've read. Uh, a lot of players think that's like the bet. That's how it should be. You got an indoor stadium, Definitely. you got a controlled environment, controlled climate, and you have grass. You have natural grass. Uh, cutting on it is different. Like when your foot plants, it's different. Um, so, I mean, I, I think for that reason that, you know, Super Bowl being there, you know, you can kind of eliminate that whole, uh, or not eliminate, but uh, that part where people are playing on artificial turf and maybe getting injured is maybe you know it's not a factor as much as it would be okay. in a natural grass but uh yeah predictions for the game it's 
I mean, these two, the top two, they've been the top two teams in the in the league this season. Um, Schmeagles have played a light schedule. Lighter that's schedule. A li- that's a little bit of what I've read. They've read. They've had a light schedule. Yeah. Um, and kind of done what they should have done. Yeah, I mean, good teams do what they're supposed to do. They win in those situations, and the Eagles have. They've won in the situations that they're supposed to win. You know, light schedule uh, or 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 not, like they've they've executed and they've done what they needed to do to get to that position. You know, they're in a Super Bowl for the reason. They're in the Super Bowl for a reason. They've played some tough teams. You know, they've gotten some breaks. Yeah. I mean, the the game against the Niners is a perfect example of that. It's a huge break. You know, to not have to play. Uh, a quarterback who is just on fire. And oh, you mean you mean play the fifth quarterback who's a running back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so they've gotten some breaks, but I don't think that is an indication of you know, or that plays into like you know wh- why they are where they're at. They're right. a solid, solid team. Either way, they're good. All either way, yeah. good, solid defense. Jalen Hurts is a stud. Um, I think he's. I mean, he's kind of been somewhat. Um, I don't say underrated because everybody I think knows he's a dude, but he's also hasn't gotten the attention that Patrick Mahomes has gotten. Patrick, uh, um, he hasn't gotten the attention that Joe Burrow has gotten. Well, he hasn't um, been on the stage yet. He hasn't been on that the stage. Big, the big stage, the biggest stage. Yeah, yeah. Well, now he's there. Now he's there, yeah. So we'll see what <laughs> he's made of. time, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do it. Okay, so any thoughts, predictions, or uh, any... I would. So, is it too early? What do you What do you think? I mean, we know what the what these teams are. We know the dudes on each team. You know, we know the studs. Uh, I would say, uh, if we're betting, you know, kind of going just money line straight, who's going to win? My money is on the Eagles. My money's on the Schmeagles, I should say. Yeah. Uh, I just tell me why though. Tell me why. I think they're just a all like complete team. They got a solid defense. I think uh, they. Uh, I think they'll just kind of cook something up to stop Patrick Mahomes. Maybe they'll just follow. Uh, 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 who was it that played uh, against Patrick Mahomes? Was it the the Bucks, the Buccaneers when they played them and just stopped. Uh, Patrick Mahomes in his tracks. I mean, the guy was like running for his life every play, pushed him out mm. of the pocket, got him running. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think they'll draw something up uh, to stop him. They seem like they've just schemed really well throughout the year. Anybody that they've faced, they've very, had an Yeah, they're very for. well coached. Yeah. So I think for that reason, uh, I think Eagles uh, win it. Man, it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a tough game, though. What do you think? I think. And I, I, I don't know if this is going to sound weird, but I heard this the other day from a coworker. It's going to come down to how well Patrick Mahomes can run. Oh, okay. Okay. And he said it, and I, he just kind of said it in passing because we were shooting the breeze about it. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's a good like point. Yeah. Right? The Eagles like to blitz. They get after it. They, yeah. you know. But, dude, if that dude can – run he's gonna have two weeks to kind of rest prepare yeah yeah true right so he's had a week yeah and he did what he did against the Bengals. yeah you give him two weeks that's that's dangerous oh yeah dude and kelsey is a matchup nightmare oh man yeah there's like who do you put you put you know you put a db on him you put a quick, fast DB so you don't get burned all right well he's gonna just out man he's just gonna (laughs) like jump ball and get that he's so good yeah you put a linebacker on him like 
forget it. Like he's just gonna he's gonna blow your doors off. <laughs> um, but here's what I like. I like the Eagles' physicality. Yeah, I feel like the Chiefs play a little bit finesse. Yeah, and the Eagles are a little bit of that old school Smash Mouth. Yeah, every once in a while they're gonna go play action and and take a shot deep. Yeah, dude, I think the Eagles can get them. Yeah. I think you're right. right. Yeah. And in right. episode three, we could be sitting here being like, wow, we are dumb. We have no idea what we're talking <laughs> that about. That was way off. Yeah. But I ser- I seriously think, I think, I think the, the Eagles are going to take what the Bengals did. Yeah. And even make it better. Okay. I really I like do. It. Yeah. Because here's what they have. They have film. Yeah. Of a tight game. Yeah. From... The, the Bengals, the yep. Chiefs and Bengals. And so they're going to say, okay, we can do this. We can do that. Let's expand on this. Yeah. What do, yeah. What, hey, what, what do the Chiefs have? Oh, man, oh let's, watch the, we'll, let's watch the, the film of them against uh, the Giants. Yeah. Well, they dick punch them. <laughs> let's watch the film against them against the Niners. They dick punch them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they're going to really, have to go back it's and not, try to find some film yeah. to game plan on. Yeah, I mean the the Niners game. Like, what film do you get? Because it's in no the, that's no situation. You don't even watch it. You yeah. don't even watch that film as a coach. You're like, I'm not even going to watch it. It's pointless. Yeah, you might watch it to get a couple of things schemes in here and there, but no, nothing. It's a waste that of time. The, nothing that the Chiefs are like will run are going to resemble anything that the Niners did that last game. <laughs> not, <laughs> not by a long not, shot. Not even close. Yeah, not even close. Yeah. Okay, so you're taking the Schmeagles. I'm taking the Schmeagles. Uh, I uh, like. Like uh, Jalen Hurts, I think um, I, I would like to see him just for those reasons that we talked about before, you know, having that chip on his shoulder, you know, all the kind of poise that he had at Alabama and then going to Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd like to see him. Uh, I, and I want them to run the Philly Philly one more time. If they can Ooh. do that. <laughs> oh, the Philly special, baby. Yeah, the Philly special. Uh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take them too. And the reason why I'm going to take them is because I think they're O-line. Yeah is going to hold up better than the Bengals O-line. Yeah. And I believe the difference in the game was the O-line for yeah. the Bengals. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Jalen Hurts is comparable to Joe Burrow, the receivers, the the game plan, the scheme. But, dude, I think the Eagles O-line yeah. is going to handle business. Yeah. I think they're going to get him. I think they're going to get them. baby. That's yeah. it. I think Win they're going to the get him. So yeah. that's my prediction. Shmeagles. I like it. Schmeagles, yeah. We'll okay. see. We'll be talking about this uh yeah. <laughs> in a couple of weeks. We'll see uh see what the uh what the outcome is. But yeah. either way it's gonna be an interesting one. Yeah. Um, all right, what else we got here? Okay. We're gonna play a little game. All right. Doesn't need to be anything serious, doesn't even need to be long. Okay. Okay. And this is what I call the game. We call it overrated, underrated, or just right. Okay, so I'm going to give you some bands. You're going to tell me if they're overrated, underrated, or just right. Ready? All right, let's hear it. Okay, here we go. Sublime. Oh, Sublime. You know. Hey, and by the way, this guy has no idea. I he doesn't know the bands I'm about to tell. Okay, so uh, this is literally off the cuff. All right, Sublime. I I think that is like one of and you know controversial maybe it's one of the funnest best albums uh that i've listened to i mean it takes we were young cats we were young cats when that came out oh summertime uh like listening to that 
uh, driving, you know, back and forth to two a days. Like, oh man, it just kind of takes you back. Yes, I I don't want to say that they're underrated. They're def. I don't. They're not overrated. No, not at all. I won't even say they're just right. I think that they're just misunderstood. <laughs> they are a they tweak are in the a game. Ba- tweak in the Listen, game. There, they're a they're a band that like. All genre of mu- whatever genre of music that you like and that you listen to, you can listen to Sublime and enjoy and, and appreciate it and enjoy it. I don't think anybody ever said like, "Oh, I don't know why that band gets played so much on radio." Everybody knew why they get played because it's a th- there were catchy, good songs, yeah. and unique uh, vocals. I mean, I would say, all right, for the sake of this game, I think they're just right where they should be. Okay, I like yeah. it, I like and it. I will further uh, say that. People should listen and accept that they're a good band. <laughs> and that album, I forget the name of that. I don't even know that. Dude. You know the one. He's got, you know, yeah, Sublime yeah, yeah, tatted yeah. on his back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know it. Dude, we all the know kids, the- dude kids these days wear Sublime shirts, and I'm like, hey, name one song. <laughs> they don't even know. Okay, next band, you right. 2 Oh, overrated. Oh, so overrated. <laughs> you don't like Bono. No, you don't like some piece no. of Bono. First of all, his glasses suck. Oh, for his sure. Gla- I, all right. For you're sure. going to have like pick a, a tent. Yeah. Pick a tent, bro. You're going to have a shtick like glasses. Like pick some better. Like pick something better than that. You know what I mean? Like okay. they're hardly glasses. I don't even think they keep sunlight out. They're tinted blue. Like <laughs> who wears blue sunglasses? <laughs> they don't keep any sunlight okay. out. But no, no way. Okay. And and okay, aside from his like from aesthetics, like his <laughs> the music side of it, I don't know, man. I I don't think I've ever listened to like a, a U two U two song that I like you know wanted that to, hit that hit you like never oh, hit me. Yeah, okay. No, and on top of it, that whole thing that they pulled back in twenty whatever it was when they just like uploaded their album to everyone's phone, dude. I'm still pissed about that. They did that. It could, I I think I've tried to delete it like th- like a hundred <laughs> times and it still comes on every time. Like I'll start my car and all of a sudden U 2s coming out. I'm like, how is this song? How's this album still? It's how Bono gets you, dude. How's he still? He's embedded himself in my <laughs> in my phone or my playlist. <laughs> yeah, overrated. And you know what? I, I like I've had enough. Yeah, just okay. Yeah, all right. Be done I'm with, with you on that. I'm with you on that. <laughs> all right. Okay, Aerosmith. Overrated, underrated, or just right? Ah, uh, just right. I think uh, they're just right. That's they. They're where they. They were. They're where they belong. Okay. Well, what do you? Uh, I'm gonna say just a a hair overrated because okay. Steven Tyler. Yeah. I feel like he is. Okay. The band is just right. Okay. He is overrated. Um, I'll, I'll follow you on Thank that. You. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Overrated. Yeah. Edit yeah. that. I yeah. don't know how you edit that, but edit that. <laughs> Put it in. <laughs> uh, dude, yeah. His, uh, I mean, like, I, at this point, just cut your hair, man. Like, dude, you're not going to hold on to that. You look like a fucking, like, middle-aged woman. You <laughs> what know? year is it? Dude, <laughs> right? Like, what are you holding on to? Give yourself a little trim, dude. Do a little yeah. up to, like a little fade, a little, little little flat top or something. Yeah. So I started thinking about when I go home from work. Yeah. Right. I have players who text me, "Hey, coach, I got this going on. Hey, coach, I got that going on." Yeah. Dude, gladly text them back. I'm at dinner. I'm with my family or kids or whatever. Yeah. As an agent. Yeah. What is your availability? Like, how on do you guys have to be? I mean, it's pretty much twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. There aren't many times that you're going to get called in the, uh, like in the middle of a night for a, like a real estate emergency. 
but right. you're still you have to be there for your clients when you when they need you and when you're in the middle of an escrow or when you're you know out shopping for houses if somebody sends you a a, a link and say says hey this is uh i just saw this one pop up i want to go take a look at it you got to kind of get on it you got to respond you got to okay. like be there to like um you know let them know that you're you're with them. You care as much as they do about finding this house. So you're kind of on call. You're on call. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's, you Oof. know, during the like finding uh, during the, the initial part of it, when you're trying to find a house, absolutely. You got to be on there. You got to be really kind of proactive in finding these places for them before, you know, before they find them themselves. Uh, but even if they do, you got to be there to, you know, the moment that they want to see something. You know, you got to make yourself available and go out and see these places. That could be on a weekend. It could be on a Saturday. You know, the worst thing that you want to happen is your client goes in there without you and talks to an agent, you know, talks to other people. You want to be there along, not just, you know, because you're afraid of somebody coming in and swooping up and getting your client. Getting some biz. Getting some biz. But you also want to be there because you're representing them and you're there to kind of answer the questions or even ask the questions um, about the property that they're looking at and be able to guide them through that process. So you got to be on and, and it can happen yeah. at, at a moment's notice, you know, when they find something, when something comes up, a new listing, it's just out there and everyone's got to drop what they're doing and go and see this place. Okay. So talk me through this because as a coach, yeah, like do we are balls to the wall 24 seven like when football season rolls around, summer hits, and then until season's over, yeah, my mind does not leave football. Yeah, I come home, my kids, like, like dad's drawing plays, dad's watching film. Oh yeah, like dude, plugged out. Okay, for you now. Yeah, if someone were to say, "I need you here," "I need you there," what about this place? What about about that place? Does that affect? home life uh i mean yeah if you got to run and do something you're in the middle of uh you know i mean if you're in the middle of dinner you're not going to get up and go that moment you know but you know there's things that happen like you know events that come up that you just kind of have to work around if something comes up you know do kind of duty calls and you got to go out and go to a a, a listing appointment you got to go to you know go to a showing somebody calls last minute I mean, when you think about like how this whole process works, you're talking about people who are actively searching and when they've been, you know, pre-qualified and they've got their, you know, their blank check, they're ready to go and they're ready to just go and find that house. They're on the hunt. They'll, it could happen at a moment's notice when they find something and want to go and see it. So no matter what you're doing, wherever you're at, you're on, you're on and you gotta, you know, you gotta go and, 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 and see that you gotta go out and do that. Yeah. Uh, you got to go out and uh, find that property for them. You know, if there's like a lead that you got to follow, then yeah, absolutely. You got to be, you got to go out there and, and, and track it down. So I, I like mean, that. it's, you know, you, you try not to, uh, it, it definitely does, uh, you know, I don't want to say affect the home life because it's not something that we, you know, you're just, yeah, kinda, it's not like a burden. No, you're, there's a lot of liberty in doing part of the job we do, you know, I mean, there's a lot of liberty in being an agent where, you know, you set your own schedule. It's, uh, it's, it's one of the very few professions, uh, that you can be really successful at, but, uh, and, and also kind of have the time that you have as an agent, Sure. but you, you, you eat what you kill. You know what I mean? If you're not going out and you're not going out and hunting, I like that. you ain't getting, you ain't eating. So you have to go, you have to be out there. And, 
it, it, there is a balance of what you do um, and how you balance your kind of home life and work life and how much you, um, you know, what you kind of sacrifice and what you give up. Yeah. But I think, you know, as uh, agents, as an agent, uh, agents, you, you know what you're kind of signing up for. You know what you're getting into. You know that you're going to uh, give up some weekends um, to do some open houses or to go do some, uh, you know, go out on some, some listings and find out. Uh, find that property for someone you know that that's kind of built into it so it's it's kind of just understood that that's what we do you know days are long you can go i mean there's been plenty of times going out doing showings where i don't eat lunch you know or you fasting yeah you scarf (laughs) down some food in your in your car because you're in between showings and you got to go head out to the next one so you're just scarfing some food down just to get something in you yeah or you just don't eat at all and you forget you just have another (laughs) cup of coffee and just uh, move on with it yeah but it's all kind of uh, part of, you know, it's that's part the of whole it. part of it, being an yeah. agent. I mean, and kind of like with football, you know, it's like football, like Thursday or Friday, it's, it's on. It's on. Yeah. The day before that, you're prepping. The whole week before that, you're prepping. And really for that whole entire season, you're, you know, prepping yeah. continuously. So, Okay, so talking about the availability, let's say you and I are working together. All right. Okay, and someone comes to me, I'm out on a Thursday night. Sure. And someone goes, hey, found this place, whatever, and I text you at 9 o'clock. Yeah. And I say, what about this place? Yeah. So how do you, I don't know, collect info, check it out, or like what is your process of someone who reaches out to you and says, like, what do I do from here? Like, yeah. what, what's the next step or what's yeah. the, like, so, is this place good, bad, whatever. Yeah. So getting a, uh, getting a text like that at that time, um, you know, you're obviously not going to go look at it at right then and there, but, uh, you want to find out some information about it. So typically when you see, uh, a, a post like through Zillow or rents, like, uh, or typically when you see a post through Zillow or Redfin, uh, they'll have a, an MLS number, like a, a number that is like a listing ID number. Is that it, like an insider? Not insider, but like a number that you guys know what that yeah, means? Yeah, you have to be a licensed real estate agent okay. to have access to this like database of, uh, of listings. So you'll get that number, you'll plug it in, you'll just kind of see you know, what the property, you'll see the details of the property. It'll have some just general information on um, you know, the, the description of it, you know, size, price, bedrooms, how many, uh, with the square footage and all of that. Um, and then there'll be some kind of, uh, instructions on how to show it, whether or not there's a lockbox that you can go directly to it and go and open it up. Those so, lockboxes are funky. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta push a button. You gotta have a code. You gotta do all this stuff. Just kidding. So you got to, so with that information, you can find out a lot of things about it, you know, what the price is, how long it's been on the market. I mean, there's a lot of information on that, uh, that you can gather to kind of assess what the property's value is. You can see what comparable properties are in that neighborhood. If this one priced too high or if it's priced too low, uh, you can tell a lot just like by having that property, finding out in the surrounding area what properties have sold for the past 60, 90, 180 days, past year. 
you can see what you know what what they go for um, and just base your you know assessment on that if you see a house that is historically is priced you know in a certain uh, uh, price range and this one's way over well what's the market condition currently and why is that price so high the market i learned that in episode one <laughs> yeah that's what someone will pay right now exactly so yes. it could be that you know in the, uh, the history uh, of properties like this with the same square footage they've sold for a lot less but the market conditions would dictate that this property would sell for a lot higher because interest rates are lower let's say so you all of those things you uh you you can find out when somebody sends you that information and says hey here's a house that i want to see you can gather up all that information you can make an assessment um that's all the kind of like the uh, i guess the analytics on that but the simple part of it is this person wants to see that house we're going to go see that house i'm going to call that agent we're going to find out when uh, sh uh, showing times are when there's a if it's a go direct where you can just go there uh, and there's nobody living in the place so you can just open it up and show it then we can schedule it at any point if they have certain windows you know call the agent to see when uh, you can get in there we'll find all that information out and we'll uh, try to get them in there as quickly as possible you know real estate's one of those things where things change in a moment I've lost out on houses uh, that uh, just because we didn't get our offer in quick enough. I've lost out personally on a house that I didn't get my offer in quick enough. As an agent, I lost out on a house because I didn't get my offer in quick enough. Things change so uh, fast that you just have to act fast. Otherwise, you can you know lose out on a property. Okay, let me ask you this. So knowing that, like acting fast, not acting fast. Yeah. The other agent, so say the person who's helping the sellers, is that right? The mm -hmm. sellers? Yeah, that's is that right. the right term? Yeah. Okay. So helping them, like they got to be on it. Oh, yeah. Also, right? Yeah. So do you guys kind of have a mutual understanding of, hey, I'm trying to do my job. You're trying to do your job. Yeah. We're working not together, but you're. Well, uh, depending on the kind of agent. So if the agent oh, is I see what you mean. wanting yeah. to, you know, they're, they have kind of like their deal oriented or if they're just, you know, ultimately, yes, each of us are protecting our clients. We're looking out for the best interests of our clients. Um, but we also, in, do, in, in their best interest, is coming together to make a deal. Now, you don't want to be so uh, hard-pressed uh, that you you know you you scare people off and you know you got people that don't want to work with you because you're just you know too hard pressed and so uh sure. you know you're 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 so rigid and difficult to work so with, difficult yeah. you know you want to be a uh, deal oriented you want to make a, a deal happen you want to like make sure that your client's home sells and try and get them as much money as you possibly can uh for the property and then on the other side of it, the buyer wants to make sure that their clients get into a house, and you know, obviously, you want to get it at the the best price. A good deal, yeah. But you know, it, so everyone's trying to work towards the same goal. Everyone's trying to work to the same goal, which is this uh, agent wants to sell the house, and this agent wants to you know buy the house. Yeah. So every it, it, everyone should be kind of working, you know, um, together to get that 
accomplished. So is a little cat and mouse going on? It can be. Yeah, it can be. You know what you I mean? Know? Like, hey, I want this. Yeah, you can oh, be a little but coy. I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to show my show my cards yeah. too early type of deal. Yeah, you don't. You, you kind of I mean, there is a little bit of playing coy with, you know, how you approach certain things like what your I'm bu- I'm both buyer's ends. interest in yeah. property is. Absolutely. And then on the seller's side, you know, they're on the side where they're. Uh, you know, trying to kind of flex and say like, "Hey, we got a great property. There's a million people. Flex, I love million it. people love that are trying that. to buy this property. You're one of many, so get your offer in." So it is a little bit of a cat and mouse. It is a little bit of a you know somewhat psychological kind of thing. A little bit of a chess move, you know. And if you work with the right agent, the right agent will uh, position themselves in a way that is like advantageous to their client. You don't want to overplay a hand and get too kind of cheeky with how you're approaching it because ultimately you just this is a very simple transaction. You have a party that wants to buy, uh, sell a house and a party that wants to buy a house. Let's facilitate that as best we can. Let's also while we're facilitating that, let's also look out for the best interests of our clients and make sure that nothing's going to go kind of, you know, squirrely while we're in this contract. So you're trying to protect your client. You're trying to get them the best deal. You're trying to uh, get them to win the property because that's part of the battle too. You've got a property that is priced really well. Um, maybe you're competing against market. You're competing against tons of other bu- possibly yeah. tons of other buyers, especially when interest rates are lower and there's a ton of buyers that are on the market. It is a it's difficult to get your offer accepted. So you have to do things to get it. Every situation is different. Every property is different. And when, you know, and every market's different, you know, right now we are in a market that is more uh, conducive or uh, better for buyers. There are a lot less buyers on the market. A buyer's market. market. It is, I mean, it's still, I mean, yes, but I also say that uh, with the caveat, caveat, which is, there is a low inventory on uh, on homes for sale. So okay. while there are less buyers that are on the market, there's still not a lot of properties that are for sale. So it's it, it's kind of somewhat like like in the middle of like whether or not it's a buyer seller's market. It is def- definitely more more so a buyer's market than it was a couple of years ago, year and a half, two years ago where uh, it was a seller's market. I mean, interest rates were so low that there was a million buyers out there and there were still you know, not that many properties. So everybody was just like trying to get these properties. So then the sellers can jack it up. Oh yeah, the sellers. Okay. So the, 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 the sellers have all of the leverage in that situation. Oh, yes, I'm learning. Yeah, I'm learning. You have. T- let's just say, uh, I'll play out a hypothetical for you. You have a, a house that Everybody's trying to get into because interest rates are so low. Everyone's trying to lock in a 2.8 like your coworker. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. wanting to lock in that interest rate because sure. the, it's so it, histor- historically that just doesn't happen. Everybody's trying to lock in an interest rate that that's uh, at that percentage uh, okay. at that interest rate because their uh, payments are what they could afford is a lot more than what they could afford on a higher interest rate. So they just want to lock something in. And their budget 
has been increased too because they can uh, the the interest rates lower so they can afford more their budget goes up okay people were just maxing out their budgets and just saying like hey i mean i went from being able to afford 600,000 to i can afford now 750,000 i'll just pay 750 cuz i want to get that house and i'll lock in that interest rate and just keep it and you know historically if their plan is to just stay in that house for 30 years they'll ride out any kind of like whatever they like overpaid for the property in 30 years the property will you know surpass any kind of overpayment that they've paid on the house okay and that's called the um forever home yeah the forever home yeah you work towards getting in that yeah yeah because some people like their first initial home they don't want it to be the forever home yeah more often than not it's like the, the stepping, stepping stone, stone of moving right. on. okay yeah you buy your first house you kind of like you know use that to kind of build some equity build up some money and like in that your your co-workers uh in that case he took out a home equity line of credit which he it's called a heloc um that equity that we talked about how much you uh oh hold on what- huh? see if i remember <laughs> see if i remember so what your what you bought it for or okay. what you're what you're kind of paying and the market value that space in between yeah so right? what you've what yeah what how much you owe on it right the difference between what you owe and what it's worth yes the yeah. market value market value it. yeah i mean it, it's market value but it's I'm also learning. appraisal values what they go off of appraisal yeah he talked about appraisal today yeah. um he talked about um god what did he say appraisal and getting the what's the shoot i'm losing it here it's the refi oh yeah he's refinancing yeah so yeah refi is the yeah we'll edit this out so (laughs) yeah when you uh so yeah getting the appraisal is you know somebody from from the bank comes out and uh i mean just appraises the house he says looks at it looks at the the uh comparable properties in the area what they've sold for what their value like what they've uh closed at and then he gives an assessment on what that property is worth what your property is worth and so that's more of market value though it's not so much market value it's just like it's it's an inherent value in what uh that property is it's a little bit different than market value because well it's a lot different market value is what someone's going to pay and then uh appraisal value is what somebody like a bank would say that this house is worth not in the current condition because conditions can change the market can change on a dime in which we've seen we've seen you know rates go from a three percent to a six percent that that happened like overnight if you were to appraise a house based on the market value that could fluctuate a lot just depending on how the economy goes how uh you know interest rates go and all that (laughs) yeah so in the comments let us know of your overrated underrated or just right all the bands you can hit us with the sublime youtube nickelback weezer creed green day beatles and then of course Anybody who wants to vote in on the Backstreet Boys or NSYNC, <laughs> go go ahead and uh, and let it rip right there. And also, give us your Super Bowl prediction if you got one. Yeah, we'll take it. I'd All love right. to hear Episode it. two is in the books. Uh, Anthony Anaya here and Joe Mitchell, uh, Caliber Real Estate Group, Realty Anaya. Uh, stay tuned. Like and subscribe if you want to hear more of Real in the Field. Uh, we'll be here for another episode next week. 
Catch you next week. Sounds good. Thank you. And that's today's episode of Real in the Field podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you heard, go ahead and subscribe, like, tell a friend, and leave a comment in the section below. If you have any suggestions for the show, go ahead and leave them in the comment section, rate and review. And as always, stay tuned for the next episode of Real in the Field. Until then, I'll talk to you.